0: Welcome to the Better Doctor Project podcast, where we link healthcare providers of all specialties to help us grow and learn from each other to be that much better for our patients. We sit down and talk about the fun things, the big and bright ideas, and we go over tons of practice tips and occasionally cover some pretty scandalous topics. Join us every episode to keep growing to become the best provider you can be. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Better Doctor Project. We just got done with a um, winter slash holiday break. And as always, it was much needed. So thank you guys. Uh, We always like to stay true to our word and uh, make sure we're taking those breaks when we need to and as always, summertime, holiday time, it's, it's a great time to do so. So thanks for letting us do that. Um, a lot of you guys know I just had a baby last year, February, so she's going to be one already in just about six weeks, which I cannot even believe. Um, but we're really excited, and that break really enabled us to have some really good quality time together. She's starting to walk, and things are just crazy around here but we want to get back to the podcast we have quite a bit planned for the next six months um most importantly we're going to be back to episodes so be prepared for that every two weeks we're going to be doing an enneagram series which i'm sure you guys have heard me talk about enneagrams before on the instagram page but enneagrams are really really cool personality test if you will um It basically has nine different types, and most people resonate with one of them. And um, it's it's a really interesting way to learn more about yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses. Um, And it's really helped me, to be honest, both in practice and my personal life. So we're going to dissect those and talk about strengths and weaknesses of each type and how it relates to clinical practice. Because let's face it, there's obviously a lot of great things about each personality type, but it's also important to know where we fall short and how that may translate into the way we practice and interact with patients. So what we're doing is we're going to interview any everybody from each type and talk about ways you can improve on certain things and then what your strengths are and how to capitalize on those. Um, because obviously when it's your personality, there are you know some things you can change, but for the most part, you want to find exactly where you are and how to grow from there. So today's episode, we're actually going to talk um, a little bit about the new year and how you can regroup and refocus every single year. Um, So this is going to be a really quick episode, but I just wanted to touch base on a couple things because this is a topic that um, I really had a transformation with just a few years ago uh, when I started dating my husband. Uh, He has always been very goal oriented, very um, charged and motivated and driven. And that's one of my favorite things about him. And something that he does every single year is to just take a seat, regroup and refocus on what's to come. And I think that's really important. Uh, most people around the New Year's time, they pretty much just pick a resolution. Usually it's, you know, not a smart goal. It's just this basic goal to do something vague and general. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. So I think it's really important to sit down and find a goal that's actually going to get you somewhere. On the flip side, um, my husband's boss, they actually have this really cool thing that they do every single year called vision casting. And I I stole it from them technically, um, but kind of revamped it into my own personal life. But what they do is they sit down with their team, all the doctors, all the staff, and they talk about a ton of different things for the year and they set goals, but very specific, measurable and attainable goals. And they're all divided out into different avenues of life. So for example, there might be a financial goal. There might be a personal goal. There might be a spiritual goal, um, professional goal, uh, family slash children goal. I mean, there's so many different goals you can set. um, And it's really important to kind of dissect that out in life. So today, I want to talk about two main tracks as a healthcare provider. Obviously, one, you can have those general goals that everybody should have. But two, what are some healthcare provider related goals? You know, what can we do to ultimately better ourselves as healthcare providers? So first, I want to talk about the obvious there's a few things I just recommend everybody does at the beginning of the year. Instead of just setting an arbitrary goal, like I want to lose weight, or uh, I wanted to travel more, you know, let's make something measurable. Um, so personally, the very first thing I like to do is I like to look at the year, look at my schedule, and I want to schedule a vacation. Um, so if it's, if it's feasible, I highly, highly recommend you plan time in your year in advance to just take a step back, from life and just relax for us that usually looks like a trip to Mexico Uh, and then a lot of the times we like to plan like smaller trips to go visit my family but Mexico is the big one we have a special place we love to go to right off the coast of Cancun and um, so that's what we did literally last week we just booked a trip to Mexico Um, it was amazing and there's so many ways you can travel nowadays Um, personally we have the United Explorer card which I highly recommend Um, I very rarely have to pay for a flight ever because I use that credit card paid off every month. And in return, I get tons and tons of miles. I literally booked my entire flight to Mexico completely free. I had to pay taxes, of course, but the flight itself was free just because I had miles. Um, so I really recommend doing something like that. And just knowing that that's coming up every year is really exciting. Some other airlines I absolutely love. Southwest is one of my favorites. We mostly fly United, but Southwest is truly amazing, mostly because of the free bags. Um, and in some cities, Allegiant can get you some really, really nice discounts. So take the time to step step away from practice, step away from your job just for a second, take a break. And if you're a parent, we need breaks too. I've learned that more than anything in the last year. Um, so take, take some time with your kids, take some time without your kids, uh, and just really focus on what matters and relaxing. That way you can come back recharged, ready to come back to practice and ready to be there for your patients. Another thing I really recommend is starting some kind of new hobby or skill. So that looks different for everybody too, right? So find something that challenges you, but also brings you passion. Like there are so many things I want to do, but not all of them give me true passion. So personally, volleyball is my thing. So a goal that I have this year is to get back playing more often and doing more tournaments uh, than I have in the last couple of years, mostly due to COVID, but also being pregnant and having a baby. So personally, that's what I chose to do. I'm currently setting up four big dates to come in the next couple months where we're going to do some tournaments and play some competitive pickup and just organizing something to make sure I stay on top of my skill another really good idea is learning a new language uh, my personal favorite thing for that is an app called duolingo if you haven't heard of it yet you need to it's it's amazing it's, it's a really easy app to use extremely user-friendly and they basically guide you through and it's almost like a game but you learn the language at the same time it's really convenient there's really nifty reminders you can literally do it for like five minutes a day and learn so much so highly recommend that Um, and then the obvious, I mean, the world is full of crazy new things like TikToks and reels and all of that, where you can learn random stuff every single day. So, I mean, that, that goes for anything. It could be learning new recipes all of the time, cleaning hacks, arts and crafts with your kids, personal arts and crafts, learning how to, you know, do baby hacks as a mom, whatever you're looking for, it's out there. So I challenge you guys to just pick up something new this year and to decide what that is. Another option for a big goal, you know, health goals are obvious. I mean, we are healthcare providers. We know how important this is. Um, And again, to avoid a goal that is just completely arbitrary is huge. You know, instead of saying, I'm going to lose weight today, um, it's really important that we make a smart goal. So basically, for a smart goal, we're looking for things to be specific, measurable, achievable. We're looking for it to be relevant and time bound. You know, when you have these parameters set up, it's A lot easier to achieve, and you're more likely to meet that goal and stick with it. Um, So, you can do that in a lot of ways. You can decide to change your diet a certain way by adding things in, removing things, whatever you want to do. It could be temporary, like in the past, I've done um, 30 day whole 30 challenges, those are amazing. Um, It could be, you know, losing five pounds within the next three months, it could be anything you wish simply toning up or going going to the gym three days a week instead of two, something simple. Uh, but any of those things are going to be huge. Maybe even something new, like doing 10 minutes of meditation a day. That can be monumental. And there's tons of apps out for that as well. I know personally, um, we have Apple Fitness Plus now, which I'm learning to really, really love. And so my goal is to start doing more things on that that are separate from the weight training that I do. So maybe some bike workouts, maybe some more yoga and meditation, maybe some core workouts, which is something I neglect big time. <laughs> um, but yeah, just find something that maybe you're lacking and something that you've always been talking about and just encourage yourself to jump on it. And then my last uh, my last personal goal of choice, it's, it's actually one of my favorites. So For the last, I don't know how many years, um, I actually have been pretty sick of just general New Year's resolutions, which is the primary reason why I'm doing this episode today. Um, I'm sick of them because we don't really stick to them. And so, personally, what I like to do is I like to wait a couple years, get into the new year, and then make your decision. And I like to pick something that's not normal. So, Three to four years ago, I made a huge goal where I said, I'm going to start sending cards for occasions to all of my loved ones. That was huge. I started doing birthday cards, anniversary cards, holiday cards, and it became something that's not only really fun for me, but now something that my loved ones can expect and love getting from me. Um, Another option, I think, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but I realized that a skill that I really lacked was gift giving. Um, When you look at things like love languages, receiving gifts is like the lowest thing on that list for me. And so it wasn't something that I just had a lot of experience in. And I just grew up a certain way where I I guess I never really learned how to gift well. And so I made a goal a few years ago, and that was my New Year's resolution was to learn more about the people that I care about and learn how to gift well well. And that doesn't mean, you know, buying gifts that are $200 every single time. It's about learning the things that make the people you love smile. So what I did, and I highly recommend you guys do this. It has changed my life. Throughout the year, I have this um, a note on my iPhone, like a, in the notes app. And whenever I hear somebody that I care about mention something that they really love, or maybe they'll, you know, casually say, oh, I really want a pair of cheetah sweatpants or something ridiculous like that I will literally write it down in that notes forget about it and then when their birthday or Christmas comes up I have a reference point so many times we are scrambling on what to gift people and um, that has been a really nice way for me to you know one learn more about the people that I care about and two be a better gift giver so I highly recommend doing that in a nutshell, those are my top four recommendations for just how you can change some personal goals and set some realistic resolutions for the new year. Let's transition into being a healthcare provider. Obviously, pretty much everyone listening to this podcast is one. And I think it's important to even though personal goals are huge, financial goals, all of that are huge, We also have to remember that some of the things that we are deciding to do in the new year affect us in clinical practice. So let's affect it in a good way. (laughs) There are three top things that I really recommend. Uh, Number one, on the flip side of scheduling a vacation, also schedule a really awesome continuing education trip or seminar or conference that you're actually excited about. I can't even tell you how many of my colleagues wait until the last possible second to get all of their continuing ed credits. And then they end up going to ridiculous conferences they don't even care about. I just, I really recommend find something that you love because you're going to be excited to go, you're going to be excited to learn, and most importantly, you're going to retain that information and it's going to make you better. So personally, every year, the one that I look forward to the most is called Palmer Homecoming. Um, it is at my alma mater for grad school, Palmer College of Chiropractic. And they have an annual get-together called their Homecoming where there's a huge party, there's continuing education, there's a whole bunch of other events that go on. And it's a great way to get credits. I mean, I think I get like 22 every time I go, which is amazing. Um And then you get to see a lot of people you haven't seen in the last year. It's just a really exciting time. Um, So I try to do that every single year. COVID has definitely put a wrench into that, um, but I'm planning on going back this year and I cannot wait. Um, Another thing is just to keep an eye out for other seminars that you're interested in. I know personally this year I'm also doing um, a really cool documentation seminar through one of my colleagues as well. It's called Got Documentation. Um, I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes for any chiropractors that are listening because it's really, really good. It's all about medical documentation, EMR docs, and um, the best way to go about that, especially within our field. He talks a lot about um, billing and right versus wrong. And it's just a really good way to make sure you are at the optimal level of greatness <laughs> when you're doing those things. Um So I plan to do that, too. I've heard really, really good things. Um, number two is to obviously pick something or an area of expertise to grow in. So personally, I'm a chiropractor. So for this, you know, some of the things that are important to me this year is to get current with liter- new literature, focus on any updates with musculoskeletal diagnoses. And for this, you know, reading new books. Um, one book that I'm currently reading It's called Evidence-Based Evaluation and Management of Common Spinal Conditions. It's a guide for the manual practitioner, and it's by Joshua Browning, DC. And I think it's great to have these recommendations, pick some books, buy them, get them from your library, whatever you want to do, and just set that goal of learning more. I'll also link that in the show notes too for anybody listening who's interested. It's really, really good. It's a nice consensus of everything and it's current. And it's just really nice to reflect, to be honest, on things that we do all day, every day, because things can get really mundane. And it's important to make sure we're staying on top of all of the information out there. So we're prepared for whatever comes our way. Number three, I think it's really important to set a new practice goal. It doesn't matter if you're the owner. It doesn't matter if you are an associate. It doesn't matter if you are a nurse. Literally anything that you're doing in practice, set a goal of some sort. This year, personally, our office is under construction. We are doing a full office remodel. It's mostly just an upgrade of everything, modernization of the look. Um, we also just hired a new associate. Um, and as most of you know, with my maternity leave and schedule, I now work three days per week. So I have three crazy busy days in the office. So my personal goal for the practice this year is to basically get to a healthy max capacity. Um, I'm already pretty much there, which feels awesome, but I want it to be more clean and concise, really have my days ironed out. Um, I want to update my EMR macros. I want to make sure I'm being present for our new associate and helping him learn and helping him become more acclimated to the practice. With the remodel, I want to be there for the office with all of these changes that are coming our way. So again, it's, it's a good idea to reflect not only personally, but professionally, and then as the practice as a whole. All of these things, guys, tie into how we're going to show up every single day for our patients and i think that's everything you know the remodel is just a remodel but it's so much more than that patients are coming in they're excited they love change they love the fact that you know we are updating things for them to create a better experience for them and when you go to these conferences and seminars you're doing it for your patients Again, when when we make these arbitrary goals, it just, it breaks my heart because I feel like we're truly letting our patients down and we're getting comfortable. So when we do wait until the last possible second to do our CEs, we're doing our patients a disservice, guys. We really, really are. So You can obviously tell how obsessed with this topic I am. (laughs) So I'm really glad we were able to do this quick little episode for you. I hope that you will take a look at all of this. We're going to run through those one more time. So personal general goals. Number one, schedule a vacation, guys, this year. I mean, the recording time right now, it's mid-January of 2022. You have plenty of time to set up some kind of vacation. If you can't do a full week somewhere, you know, overseas, whatever you're looking to do, especially in the world of covid that's okay. Schedule an extended weekend, maybe a Friday through Sunday, a Friday through Monday, a Thursday through Sunday. Literally anything to just take a breather and force yourself to just step out of the practice, step out of that clinical mindset just for a while and enjoy yourself. Number two, start a new hobby, learn a new skill. There's always something out there, especially in the world of all the social media learning. (laughs) Number three, it's time to revamp your personal health goals in some way. It can be as silly as making one big change. Personally, this year, I cut out soda. I had never been much of a soda drinker. I don't know what happened with pregnancy, but <laughs> the last one to two years, I've really been drinking a lot. And it was as simple as, hey, waking up on January 1st, I don't need soda anymore. I'm being pretty flexible with it. I haven't uh, dabbled yet, but it's it's good that I you know, know that in 2022, I made that change. Number four for a personal goal, pick an area of improvement as a resolution instead of, again, an arbitrary goal. So something like being a better gift giver or sending out cards to your loved ones, like I mentioned before, something that's not a normal thing you hear as a New Year's resolution. As far as the healthcare provider-related goals, remember we talked about three today. Number one, schedule a continuing ed trip that you're actually excited about. Don't settle for something last minute. Don't settle for something that you're not interested in. Do something that's going to benefit you, your practice, and ultimately your patients. Number two, pick a topic of expertise in your field that you want to learn more about. Pick something you're afraid of. Better yet, pick something that you don't really get to see much in your office and learn about it. It's really important to do these things, guys. And lastly... Number three, set a practice goal, whether that is involving something regarding the patient experience, whether that's something involving your staff, whether that's a financial practice goal, set a goal today and make it happen. All of these are great goals, guys. I would love to hear which ones resonated with you, which ones you're going to try this year. Please feel free to DM me on Instagram. Let me know what you're going to start in 2022. I look forward to hearing all of it. Hey, thanks for listening. To learn more, find us on Instagram or Facebook at Project, or check out our website, BetterDoctorProject.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share us with a friend. It helps us reach more healthcare providers who are also striving to make an impact. Thanks again. See you next time.